Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Sanity Check. And as a matter of fact, well, well, first of all, I want to say again, good morning, and my name is Seth, and i thought i did think that the infamous camille wasn't sure if she was good to go but it seems like she is because ladies and gentlemen she was just in the uh she had a uh an, an operation and i wasn't sure i thought she was you know out of commission today but it seemed like she is still ready to come on so let me give her a moment and if you are on just say hey how you doing chime on in and make sure you go to streamyard.com forward slash facebook so that you can be interactive okay good morning good morning hey 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 how you doing ma'am miss jackie how are you stacy how are you ma'am janae how are you congratulations on your new home i love it i love it i love it Yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, yes. Hey, Crystal, what's going on? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about, now this is going to sound crazy, but your mental health credit score. Mm, what is it? What does that mean? So, let's take the mental health out of it first, and let's just think about the credit score. What does a good credit score enable you? Okay. So, You can get things that you want to get. You understand people trust you with uh, borrowing, you know, money from them and you can get things at different rates. (laughs) Okay, a lot lower rates because you've created the the habit of taking care of business. You understand. But when you have that lower credit score, you need what a cosigner. Shout out to y'all that cosign for people. I ain't the one to do it, but uh, yes, yes, yes. Listen, so you have you, you you have individuals that have to co-sign for you. Individuals don't trust you with things, right? Because your credit score is out of whack, and it's a whole lot of other things that they keep it pushing because of that. Um, but um, hey, it's okay. You just got to. <laughs> You got to get it pushing. You got to keep it pushing. So that's what we're going to talk about right now, your mental health credit score. And do you know what it is? All right. Do you know what it is and what is yours? So if you think about it, if your credit score, if you think your credit score, your mental health credit score is at, let's say, 100 and you think that's good and you know it goes up to 850, you might want to reevaluate some things okay but listen shout out to everybody shout out hey listen uh camille if you want to come on in come on in don't worry about it we'll make sure the audience audience won't laugh at you y'all she said that or she she's not looking right but it's okay because it's all love you understand talk about this hey what's going on what's going on miss chief so let's 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 get into it shall we so your mental health credit score and what does that look like how do you know If it's low now, we're talking about you first. We're talking about us. We're not talking about anybody else right now. Right. We're we're, we're not judging folks. But do you have little or no motivation? Little 
or no motivation. Think about it. There's things that you say that you want to do out of life, right? Things that you want to accomplish. But what are you really doing to accomplish those things? A, a couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion about our dreams and aspirations, right? So we have dreams to do things and to be great. But what comes after or what comes in the middle of that manifestation is the hard work. You understand? Good morning. You have to have that hard work. You have to put in that hard work. You can't just dream it and then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And unfortunately, sometimes individuals forget that process. You know, those vision board, you know, individuals that does vision boards and everything, they think if they can just visualize it and see it, it's going to manifest right there. It's one thing to have that vision. Okay, you have to have that vision, but you also have to have that work. So if you don't have the motivation to get from point A to point B, now you're you're feeling you're going to feel away. Okay, and that can change your mental health. That can change your mental health score. What do you guys think about that? Y'all chime in. Let me know what y'all think about that, because it is extremely, extremely detrimental to surround yourself with individuals with those low credit scores, mental health credit scores, because they say all the things that they want to do, but they don't put that work behind it. You understand? So an individual with a high credit score, mental credit score, communicating with the person with a low credit score, mental credit score, it's two different conversations. You understand? That individual that you're talking to that's on that high playing field of, of thought of Thinking, way of thinking may say, you know what? This person talking a whole bunch of cash money stuff. You know what? Hold, hold on, y'all. Look, we're we about to take a pause real quick because I see somebody coming in. Now, we're not going to laugh, okay? We're family, all right? Boom. Look at this. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. What is going on? Hey y'all, talking about mental, mental health, uh, uh, you know, credit scores. Mine is trying to stay up. You know, I'm trying to stay up in the 800 is good for me. 800 um, is good for you? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I'm honest today, you know, with this pain that's going on, uh, in my body and things like that, it's probably a little tanked right now, but I'm, I'm in good spirits. I'm on here. I'm able to to talk and I know that things will get better. So yeah, I know it's pretty good. That's yeah. good. That's good. So, and so here I, I'll drive most of it today, right? Okay. I, I want you to hold on to your strength. Cause I don't know what's going on around there. All right. But, yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's good to see you. How, how, how is the operation? Everything went well? Uh, operation went well. Um, I got a few discs um, fused and some artificial discs put in, and um, I was a little sick, so it was a little bit, uh, stayed in the hospital a little bit longer than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, and so you see what I got going on right now because it, the spasms and the pain is just, oh my goodness. Mm. But um, I'm looking forward to a full recovery. So that's the, the plus side to it. Yes. That once this is over with, you know, I'll be back and, and, and good to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because see, we, we need everything to get back right. You know what I mean? We, yeah. Cause walking around with the, with the, uh, ah, my neck, my back thing going on that, that ain't, that ain't hot. 
That ain't hot now. It's not hot. <laughs> it, it don't look hot. It don't feel hot. Nothing. But <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. yes. So let me see. Camille gets a hundred on her score for motivation. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. So. Now, another thing that we talk about with that lowers your mental health credit score, y'all, is insomnia. Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, that you get enough sleep? So understand we're all different. I'm not going to give y'all statistics. Y'all got cell phones. You know what the general uh, sleeping battle rhythm is, but you know you. So ask yourself, hey, am I getting enough sleep? If you are not, why? Because you may be up, and this is going to go into our next point. We may be up dealing with anxiety. You don't know how to shut it off. You understand? What you think about that, Camille? I think that's a good point. A lot of people think that uh, we get enough sleep. You know, we say, oh, well, we can run off of four hours and things like that. Um, And then you hear the other side of it where, and said, well, my mind doesn't shut off, you know, and I've said that a few times. My mind doesn't shut off. I'm always thinking about what's next. And, you know, I, I, I got to think about the 50 things that I have going on. And I'm afraid I'm going to forget them. So I don't really get that good deep sleep. Mm-hmm. But what happens a lot of times is that, you know, your body is deprived. You cannot uh, function with no sleep. That's right. Uh, you're not clear in thought. You make decisions based on how you feel, which are often very, um, I guess, physical and emotional <laughs> rather than rational. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to, in a good way, if, if I may say, Seth, is to say that sometimes you just have to listen to the rhythm of your body. There's no set, you know, you must have eight hours or six hours. General right. However, However, um, you know, with that general guideline, a good way to do that is kind of chart chart it. Mm-hmm. See how you feel after so many hours when you wake up. Are you rested? Mm-hmm. You know, are you clear in thought? Can you function properly? Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't take the time to do that and really just kind of listen to their own bodies. So exactly, uh, yeah, sleep is is vital. It is. You, know, you can die without sleep. You can die without sleep. Absolutely, you can. And ladies and gentlemen, if y'all can dig this, please make sure you share this. Let us know that you shared this, okay? Let us know. Hashtag, I shared it. But we're talking about your mental health credit score. We just talked about uh, the insomnia. And also another thing that the insomnia does is when your sleep rhythm is off, your eating rhythm is off, okay? So you start to eat in the middle of the day or then what happens is you might get hangry or just want to cut somebody out for no reason a not only because are you hungry but you're not sleeping right so you're not sleeping and you're hungry and you got an attitude and don't nobody like you you understand (laughs) so you have to be cognizant of what you're doing what you're doing yes see look lots of sleep for me yes 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 because that's the thing especially if you get up early in the morning, like I do, I get up early. I like to get my day started, get it moving. But I understand when I have to shut it down. And then shutting down me, I have to shut down the white noise around me. You see, sometimes that white noise is unnecessary stuff on social media, um, uh, emotionally draining individuals. You got to cut their ass off every once in a while. You know what I'm talking about? Or, Mute them. Hey, I saw this shirt the other day. 
that said that said sorry you were muted <laughs> you know what i'm saying sometimes you got the mute folks you see and it's all good it's all good yes 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 what's going on miss lily wilson but no it's, it's it's very key ladies and gentlemen to know your mental health credit score and so also think about this understand where your health is and what as far as your score is and know what type of energy you don't want to deal with mm. Absolutely. hey because sometimes other individuals now we're about to go back to your co-signing listen sometimes <laughs> your credit score is here but since you love somebody and just want to you know be all up into them your credit score goes down because theirs is out of line mm. what you think about that camille you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, those those vampires, mm-hmm. you know, their their credit score is low. And it's, it's kind of like, like you said, when you co-sign on the house, you know what I mean? They, they do a combined. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else's uh, credit score, score is too low, then you're going to miss out on your blessing. Yes. You know, you won't even be able to qualify mm-hmm. for that particular home or that car or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or you'll be paying excessive amounts of interest and when we're talking about mental health we're talking about our mental health interest or you know the energy that we have our time our our focus Mm -hmm. whatever it is because you still have to do extra work or pay additional in order to bring somebody else up you know so you really do have to be careful about who you have in that circle because they can bring your Mm-hmm. emotional or mental credit score mm-hmm. down to where they are um if yours you might be strong but you got to be real strong to stay up there because we know that one ding one ding can set us back oh yeah you know 15 20 50 points you'd be like man all they did was read it ran a credit report mm-hmm. and now i'm down 40 points <laughs> you know it's gonna take me six months to get back up mm-hmm. so you gotta be careful about that too Yes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to think about this. Think about what is your mental health credit score and what are you able to do or not do? And Camille, you said something that made a whole lot of sense that when we take that dip, okay, good morning. When you make when you take that dip in that credit score, your mental health credit score, it takes a minute to recover. Listen, there's some things I'm still trying to recover from that didn't happen in, in yesteryears. You get what I'm saying? But the key is not to include or try not to incorporate individuals in your mess, right? So now we're going to the next part of this is, and it's a good one, emotionally overwhelmed Mm. see and what does that mean being emotionally emotionally overwhelmed you a situation may happen and since you don't know how to really deal with it you don't you haven't built that resilience or you haven't built that um emotional callus around you that something small to someone else is a mountain to you and you become stuck. I remember having this conversation a couple of days ago about what end up happening when you become emotionally overwhelmed. You will either fight, your flight, or you will freeze. 
You understand? You will become so emotionally overwhelmed. You'll just go at it with all emotions when it may not cause for that. You may run away from it because you're now afraid, but then you may become inactive because you're so overwhelmed and you think, and it's, it's kind of like what we did before. You almost have a, a mental, you want to play mental peekaboo. Okay. Maybe if I go like this, it's not there no more. Okay. Cause I'm not moving. I'm not doing nothing. And then you get out of it and it's still there staring at you like, yo, I'm still here. You see, what you think about that Camille? I think it's true. You know, we get overwhelmed. A lot of people don't know when that turning point is going to be when, you know, you go from all right to overwhelmed to where I'm now, you know, I can't breathe. I'm suffocating. I'm trying to figure out what to do next. And so they do, I guess, what's easiest for them. A lot Oftentimes I see that people, they really kind of freeze or they avoid, you know, and they don't deal with it. They don't pull back the onion to say, okay, is this mine or is this somebody else's? Mm -hmm. You know, because oftentimes we get overwhelmed by other people's mental health uh, issues and they're not even our own. And now we've taken on this whole emotional baggage, you know, that's over the weight limit for us. Um, because we're trying to carry other people. And sometimes we have to let it go. You know, or else you're going to be paying again. We're talking about this mental health credit score. You're going to be paying over the baggage uh, fees. See, You know what I mean? So, and, and then sometimes the plane says we have a capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only carry so much extra baggage. And if you exceed that, then I'm sorry, your, your bags may not make it on this plane. Absolutely. So you got to really take stock of that. And, and it's important during this time when you're feeling overwhelmed that you take the time to sit down and sort out, is this mine or is it somebody else's? So you know what's priority to you first. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about, knowing your mental health credit score and understanding when someone else's is too low for you. OK, say, hey, wait a minute. I've already made a commitment. OK, I've already made a commitment to myself. And we've agreed, okay, <laughs> you know, you know, you talks to yourself, you need to, all right, you need to know who your team player is. So your you number one team player is, so you said to yourself, hey, self, we're not going to deal with a certain level of mess, okay, because we've went through it already. Now, when we see, y'all know that, 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 you know, that, 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 that graphic of that lady looking like this on church, you know, with the with beans, greens, tomatoes, right? So they they looking. So when we see somebody coming our way, we can now say, hey, hold on. I don't really want to deal with they mess because not only is it exhausting and I knew I know where I almost went mentally, emotionally and physically. So I don't want to deal with somebody else's. And then, like I said, you may be still simmering from the last smoke you just came through. You dig what I'm saying? So you want to pick up some new joint? Come on now. I was about to say that oftentimes uh, um, I think that we feel like because we've been through something that we are the one that has to help somebody else through it. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case if we haven't dealt with our own issues or Mm -hmm. have not fully healed from that. Mm -hmm. Because again, you can do more damage to both you and Mm -hmm. that other person. By one, you know, taking on something that's too heavy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, opening up wounds 
you know, that you may still, that still be, you know, festering and everything like that. Mm -hmm. They're trying to heal, but still got a little bit of that stuff underneath them. Or three, because you're acting out of your own emotion Mm. or how you're feeling or whatever, you can give some really bad and devastating advice to Mm -hmm. somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so just because you've gone through something, doesn't mean that you are the person to do the fixing. Maybe you're the person to give the the um, direction. Here are some resources that I found, you know, to point them in the right direction, but not necessarily the one that will get them through because mm-hmm. it could be devastating for all. Mm-hmm. But everybody, again, just because you have a similar story isn't your assignment. Mm-hmm. So you have to know where your limitations lie um, or else, again, you can bankrupt everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. You said something that was that was dope. Not everyone is your assignment. Right. Not everyone is your assignment, because what that can do is take you out of your natural order. Right. It can take you out of your natural order and knock you off course of where you need to be, because adopting someone else's issue can cause you to be derailed if you will, because now you're focused on something else. But yes, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And so, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about your mental health credit score and how it's good for you to know it and to watch it just like your regular uh, credit score, like watch it, monitor it, make sure, you know, things isn't, you know, still lingering. I remember y'all, this is so crazy. Those of you that know about the, uh, the uh, in the military or that used to be in the military about the club card, the most useless card ever. Right. But it was push to get the club card. And so it's when you're young and, and you're trying to get your credit together, go ahead and get a club card. You can, you know, pay like eight dollars a month, whatever. Something stupid. This is the deal. I remember trying to close that credit card out because I knew that I wasn't going to use it anymore. Do you know these folks kept one dollar on it? one dollar and when i i didn't know here i am thinking i closed it out say hey take my money leave me alone do you know my credit score went down almost a hundred points because of that one dollar yep dpp sometimes they leave that little bit just so they can keep you in that you know certain situation they want to hold on to you they want to, uh, you know, it's just that one little, that one dollar, like you said, that's keeping you basically in bondage to them. You know what I mean? Because not only that, but you still have this eight dollars a month. See, but they don't tell you about the the, the interest rate that's up to thirty four percent that you have to pay on any balance that you have there. See, so you know, it's it's some some you got to read the fine print as well before you, you know, sign the contract for some of those emotional, uh, you know, assignments that you take on or you know those emotional contracts. Hey, um, because. Look, I'm telling you, people want every penny, cent, half pence they can get, mm-hmm. and they will sit and dry and have that one little thing hanging on mm-hmm. just so they, they can continue, and then you'll find yourself emotionally and mentally bankrupt. So. And, and with that being said, a great, great transition into this. Amplified anxiety. So first of all, ladies and gentlemen, understand that anxiety And panic attack, like an anxiety attack and panic attacks, those are two different things, okay? But when you think about anxiety, picture you worrying about something that you can't control, 
Okay. Something that you can't control to the point where it's still connected to the fight, flight, or freeze. So what happens is, let's think about that one dollar that they did not want to let go because I tried to pay it off, right? Let's say that one dollar because, watch this, because I wasn't paying attention. Here it is. Listen, you have to read the fine print, okay? You have to read the fine print, meaning if you're connecting with individuals, make sure you understand the energy and the words that they are saying, okay? They are still dealing with something, but if they do not incorporate how they are dealing with that to make it better, that little something can bring your credit score down because they are avoiding that one little thing. See, it might be something small to them, but it can jack your whole life up. Listen, it can jack your whole life up because people don't want to deal with it. Now, back to us. Ask yourself, is there something that I think is small, but it's still bringing my credit score, mental health credit score down because I'm able to see it play out in other places. What's the thing about that, Camille? I think that's good. And something that, you know, struck me when you were talking was oftentimes we kind of like, um, we don't listen enough, you know, you know how you ever go to say a store and they ask you to sign this contract and they be like, Oh no, all you got to do is all the saying is this. And they rush you through this contract. Right. And you're like, okay, wait, hold on. They be like, Oh no, it's just going over the things that I just told you. Oftentimes it's because there's hidden things in there mm-hmm. that they don't want you to know about or that are going to turn around and bite you in the butt later. Mm-hmm. And it's the same when we're dealing with people, mm-hmm. you know, they give you the, the easy part of it. Mm-hmm. They give you the, okay, here's it in a nutshell. But if you stop and you start listening, you can hear how heavy something really is. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a real quick, like, okay, well, you know, it's just this. No, there are some deep seated issues that are going to take a lot of your time and energy. And so it's reading the fine print, but it's also listening for what isn't said, you know, reading between the lines, feeling the energy uh, from that person, uh, because you can get yourself in stuff that you never thought. And it it takes forever to untangle or to Mm -hmm. get yourself unwound from that person or that thing, Mm -hmm. you know, before Mm -hmm. you're, you, you know, it, you're like so deep into it that you're like, how in the world did I get here? So make sure that you're also listening uh, for those key words. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Ask to explain. We don't like to ask. I don't, you know, I told y'all when we did the four temp, uh, temperaments, you know, I was a, a questioner. And uh, I don't like to be questioned, though. But you got to ask the right questions. And that's the thing. You have to ask the right questions ah, to get d- to the information that you need. Look, so you can make the best decision. Yes, you just said something. That was a word. You have to ask the right questions, because if you do not, you can become more uh, 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 you can create more anxiety and you feel frustrated. So we're transitioning, ladies and gentlemen, from the amplified anxiety to just exhaustion. You see you not knowing how to pull back. And stop. Look, hey, everybody problem ain't your problem to fix. 
You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you just have to sit back and let grown folks be grown. Sometimes you have to sit back and watch kids hit their head so they can understand that it hurt. You feel me? You can't do all of this for everyone else and not yourself. So your mental health credit score can go down because you are paying more attention and put more energy in other people's problems. Crazy. So that exhaustion can cause you to be less of who you are and who you need to be for you and other individuals. But you have to know when to chill. What you think? Y'all see me right now. <laughs> see? Um, that's very, very true. And I've said it before, you know, why do we feel guilty when we're unable to take care of other people, but we don't feel the same guilt when we're unable to take care of ourselves. We will work ourselves for other people to mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I can't do this. But then when we do it to ourselves, it's like, oh, well, I know how much I can take. I know how much I can. And then you end up broke, you know, and then it's like who is there? Who is there for you? And with exhaustion, you know, we, we talk about the mental health aspects, but the mental and physical go hand in hand. And the things that you're going through mentally manifest themselves physically. And so, you know, when I was going through schooling or whatever, in one of my classes, we did a study and it's 70 percent of chronic pain has to do with mental issues it's not a physical thing wonder why you go to the to the doctor they give you motion all the time you know and you're like well i know this thing is going wrong well well, actually the doctors probably know that you're under a lot of stress which is why they ask you what jobs you have and what your workload is and you're like what does this have to do with anything i'm feeling right now my knee hurts i got arthritis in my knee but you're asking me about my mental health because that stress has to go somewhere boom in your body Hey. It doesn't just go away. Energy can't be destroyed. It goes somewhere. And so we have these chronic illnesses. We have gastrointestinal problems. We have, you know, depression and anxiety. We have arthritis. We have, you know, like uh, problems with our, our throats, esophagus, things like that, that we don't know. And our, our bodies are literally deteriorating from the inside out. Inside because out. One, we're not taking care of our, our mental health, mm-hmm. you know, or we're not taking stock of our mental health credit score. Uh, we're not getting enough sleep, which is driving us into exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are, are producing these stress hormones that are ravaging our bodies. So you have to be cognizant of that as well. Yes. Um, again, you know, as I've been going through this, this sanity check over the last year, I've realized that I've taken on a lot more. Than, uh, you know, with other people's issues, not in this realm, mm-hmm. but other people's issues that have really taken a toll on me. And so you pay for it somehow, some way on the back end, mm-hmm. you know? And so here's where, not this particular thing. No, no, that. no, no, no. That's exactly what it is. Ladies and gentlemen. You know, with that being said, you have to take the time to figure out again, whose is what, because it comes out somehow, some way. And we have all of these issues and we don't know what they're coming from. You're right. They have nothing to do with us. You're right. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, again, what she's trying to say is if you don't want to walk around with a a thick uh, brace around your neck, understand when you just need to back up. I had a conversation with someone recently uh, this week and, you know, they asked for some help about, you know, for something. And I had to really find the right way. 
Okay, listen to me, y'all. You have to find the right way to balance your energy, but so that individuals know that you you have to take care of yourself. And if they respect you, they will understand. Many moons ago, we have conversations about if you want to know how individuals truly feel about you, tell them no one time. They'll let you know, you dig. But had to find a way to tell this individual, hey, you know what? I personally do not have time to dedicate for your venture. However, here are some resources. Take that energy that you want me to give and put it into your own, you know, your own ventures. And then, you know, let me know if you want to where you're at and if you have any other questions. But for me to dedicate X amount of time I'm not able to do that. What I'm doing is, ladies and gentlemen, is balancing and being honest and authentic about what I'm able to give. Sometimes individuals look at the results of your drive and your hustle and feel as though that you have the same, that you can give them that same energy. You can. However, you can't all the time. Like you can do anything you want to do. But you can't do everything. So we have to understand when we have to say no and say no the right way because people take it the wrong way or whatever. Get the little feelings hurt. You know what I'm saying? But you still have to say no. Look, if you want 100 percent of me, I'm only able to give you 35. I love you enough not to give you 35 percent. Now, you can chill out. You dig because I'm not going to give you the, the, the good joint. And what you don't want is me to give you 35%. That means, A, it's not all of me, and B, I might feel away and have an attitude the whole time I'm doing it because I was afraid to say no. Uh-oh, you muted, Camille. Absolutely, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm, I don't have my headphones on, so I got this background, so mm-hmm. I was trying to minimize that. But um, that's very, very true. And sometimes, like we talked about that before, boundaries. You know, I can give you 100% of me 35% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I can't give you 100% of me 100% of the time because then there's nothing left for me right. or anybody else, anything else I, need, I have going on. You know, and if you want me to be at my best, then this is this is what you have to whether it's settle for or take or accept or whatever you want to call it, but this is all I have for you. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with that. But what we'll do is we'll start juggling our own schedules and we'll start putting our priorities on the back burner to accommodate and then we get it to accommodate. And then we get emotionally overwhelmed yet again, because our priorities are not taken care of. Mm-hmm. We're trying to take care of somebody else's priorities when they should be taking care of their priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have learned that I am a very resourceful person. Um, I have a lot of connections to a lot of people and agencies, and I utilize that now. I said I'm a connector of people and things, you know, so if you call me, I probably do have a a, a word, or I probably, just because that's the way my life has been set up, you know, I've been through a lot. I've used a lot of services. I understand what they do. I help out in a lot of realms. But on the flip side, I have to say, Okay, is this something somebody can take care of on their own? And then when they, um, you know, get to a roadblock, they can come back to me and then I can give them 100 percent of that Mm -hmm. rather than trying to work through the whole thing with them. And then we both get exhausted. You know, you do the work where you need to do the work and I'll be here with additional resources if those that I've given you already don't, you know, work out for you. Um, so I, I've, I've learned that sometimes my role really is a connector. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to connect people to the resources that they need or people whose life are dedicated to that specific thing. Absolutely. They have the best information. They mm-hmm. have the best up to date, you know, whatever it is. And so I point them in that direction. And if that come back to me, you know that's what I mean? Right. And it frees up my time and then I don't get overwhelmed with other people's priorities. And that's the key. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand your boundaries and realize that uh, you may not be a, you may be able to help individuals out, but you can't help everybody. And that's OK. Right. And it's OK to get, you know, let other individuals help. And that means that um, by doing that, you are not working in the area of pride. You can say, hey, I know I can do this and I don't need the quote unquote credit for this, but I'm still able to help because I'm connecting you with someone else and then I can do other things. So the next thing is easily triggered. Okay, easily triggered. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about your mental health credit score. Your credit score might be low if you are easily triggered. That means knowing that if someone says certain words or does certain things, you pop off like it's okay, right? Hey, that's not okay. That is not, that's not natural. That's not, that's not good. Okay. Like I will have conversations or see individuals, especially on Facebook, you know, everybody put all this stuff on there. Somebody said this and I'm about to smack them. Why? Okay. What is going, what can someone say? Right. So cruel at this age. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about teeny boppers and thundercats. I'm talking about grown adults with kids, probably multiples. But if one person say something or if they do one more thing, they about to slap everybody. Why? Wait, what are you doing? Like you walk around just mad and what it just want to slap folk. You see? But so if you are that easily triggered to want to smack, want to go off or want to cuss somebody out or whatever, maybe it's time for you to ask yourself, what is it about that word or what is it about this person or what is it about me that's so easy? Well, I have a hair trigger and just ready to pop off and shoot off as soon as this happened, right? Because if you don't know that, your credit score goes stay low. And then it might put you in a jacked up situation where you can't get out of. Look, I said, look, at this day and age, I was laughing when you were talking about teeny boppers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I ain't no Thundercat no more, you know. <laughs> and before I want to pop off at anything, I'd be like, okay, how much is this going to hurt? See, exactly. <laughs> how much is this going to hurt? But no, but seriously, though, when we, you know, talk about that, some people like, sometimes like, oh, you don't get angry. I do get angry. Um, I do feel the emotion. But then I also take that pause and I say, you know, how is this really going to help me or hurt me? If I do this, what is the outcome going to really be? You know, I can't just go off popping off at the lip and slapping people and doing all this kind because for what I have children, you know, I'm an example. I have to live the life that I, I talk about, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't feel certain things, you know, but then also with that, when you're emotionally drained and exhausted, your, your tipping meter it's probably a lot lower than it would normally be because you haven't filled yourself up. You have no gas, you're running on empty. And so everything is going to feel like, cause you're giving everything to even the smallest thing just to get 
five inches away, you know? And so you have to be aware of yourself. You know, I, I do it the other day. I said, because I was in the hospital, you know, a couple of days. Um, and so I was hungry. I was hangry and I was hurting, you know? Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm hurting. That was a bad combination. Cause yeah. everything I was just like, I just wanted to stop mm-hmm. you know, everybody. But then I had to stop and I go, okay, I'm the one you know, in pain. I'm the one going through, it's for a reason, but it's not everybody. Why am I tripping when I knew that this was a possibility? Come on. I would be, you know, feel this way or whatever. But in all of those situations, I just really been kind of taking time to really kind of like, you know, and it's a lot of things that have happened and I'm like, okay, what is that going to benefit me? You know, right now, do I just need to hold on? Mm-hmm. Do I have to just, you know, think about this thing in the long run, you know, is it going to be beneficial to me, my family, to whatever? And then if the answer is no, then I'm just like, you know what? Let me just take a step back. You have to, you have to take a step back. Yes. And see, yeah. You know, and, and again, with all these things going on after a certain age, stuff don't pop back. Like it's possible. I can't be popping off at nobody mess around and, you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Listen, this is the deal. You absolutely right. And, And shout out to those out there that, that are physically able to do certain things, but you got to understand not, Hey, not everybody go take your mess. You dig? Not everybody go take that mouth. Look, this ain't how it was in the 90s. You might pop off and somebody might pop back off in you. You dig? So you have to look at seeing, hey, is this juice really worth the squeeze? Look, hey, look, look, get popped out. You right? You see what I'm saying? So listen, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand that not everyone is going to treat you a certain way just because you're easily triggered that's your responsibility that ain't everybody's response and listen everybody can't read your mind and know what triggers you everything that happens to you is not common knowledge common sense is not common for everybody you understand so just because you have a certain level of manners or morals and someone else don't that doesn't give you the opportunity to just go off that gives you an opportunity to educate say hey Check this out. You don't know me, but let me help you to understand me. What you just said and what you just did, that does not jive well with me. You get what I mean? Once they let you know that they heard you right there is the deciding point for them to either treat you a different way or to continue treating you the way that you don't like to be treated. So you can't pop off on an individual and expect them to understand you because you're communicating emotionally. If you can communicate logically, say, Hey, what you probably didn't know, no offense, but I don't like a, B, C, and D. I would appreciate it. If you do one, two, three, and four. And when you see that verbal or, or, or nonverbal affirmation, the next thing they do is up to them. And then that's when you might want to, pop off a little bit like hey i told you look i told you yesterday yesterday don't do that and you did it so then i'm gonna move forward whatever ramifications come from that yes see 
So it was funny you say that, I, you know, as you were talking, the, the thing was, you know, morals and values don't equal experience because, you know, we have morals and values, but our experiences really will drive the, the behavior, how we think about those things. You yes. know what I mean? All the stuff that we're going through um, at the time. And I'll just give you a quick story. I'm going to say no names, but, you know, I was recently on the 20th, you know, um, we had my dad's funeral service. So I had to travel for that or whatever. And I was still trying to take care of some things, um, trying to get out of here. Long story short, um, the person I was dealing with for my medical stuff, it was kind of a back and forth. And so I had just had got out of surgery, just woke up and I had my phone or whatever, not just woke up. It might've been the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he just immediately starts fussing <clears throat> We've been back and forth and playing phone tag over this and this and that. And I let him get it out. And I heard it in his voice. But in my mind, I was like, you know, he has no clue. And so he was popping off, popping off, talking about how he don't have time for it. And I was like, okay, you know. So he was like, so I need for you to come to my office. And I said, well, sir, unfortunately, I can't do that right now. And he was like, well, when, when is the closest? I said, well, I don't know. I said, I'm actually just uh, recovering. I said, I'm still in the hospital from having neck surgery. I was like, um, you know, over the last week, I didn't get your phone call. I said, I was traveling. I said, um, you know, we had my father's funeral service, so I had to go there. I said, the months before, you know, I was kind of taking care of him back and forth, doing some things. And he said, oh, my God, See? I, I am so sorry. Exactly. And I said, no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. He was like, no, it's not. He said, here I am just going off. I never asked you how you were doing. There you go. Was, you know, going on in your life. I just assumed that you were doing, you know, or not being responsive, you know. And I just, he said, and I never once stopped to ask. And so he was very apologetic. I said, no, it's, it's okay. You said what you had to say. I get it. I said, you know, but at the same time, there's nothing that I can do right now to change this. Situation. And that's the key. That's so, the key. Yeah, so where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. So he goes, you know what, young lady, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. I got it. You just worry about taking care of yourself. And once you get out the hospital, then, um, you know, give me a call and I'll let you know what I need. And that's the key. Yeah. Okay. But I, I thought about it in that moment because, you know, sometimes the word inconsiderate comes to mind mm -hmm. and I'm like, how inconsiderate are you? You know, you never even asked. You just assumed. But I decided I wasn't going to get mad. Let him say what he has to say. At the end of the day, it didn't change anything. But my response to it did. There you, you know go. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could have went off. I could have did whatever. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to help her. You know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I could have went, I'm going to call your supervisor. But what good would that have done? Mm -hmm. And so I just took the time. You know, let him get it, get it, get it off your chest, you know. It's not hurting me. Get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. But here's what you don't know about the situation. Yeah. And it completely, you know, changed the dynamic of that. But again, you know, he was more helpful mm -hmm. um, on the back end. But sometimes we got to stop and say that too. You know, what are you going through? Absolutely. Not, you know, before we just start popping off at people, because again, just because I have morals and values, it doesn't negate the experiences that I'm going through, Absolutely. you know, or the things that are underlining, you know, my thoughts behind that. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a question. Absolutely. How are, you doing? are you okay? What are you going through? That's you right. Know? You're Thank right. You. 
You're right. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about, how to have a good credit score, mental health credit score and how to recognize others when they are low. But what we're going to do is y'all, we're going to take a pause for the calls right now for our sponsors. Make sure you stick around and share this. Share this. Let us know that you're digging what we are giving you. Okay, and we will be right, right, right back. Integrity Consulting and Professional Services LLC is a minority, female owned, nonprofit management consulting agency located in Humble, Texas, north of Houston. The owner, Jackie Dozier, has over 36 years of nonprofit and for profit business management experience. She can take your idea from thought to manifestation while offering a myriad of services to help you successfully manage your business along the way. Her services include state filing anywhere in the United States, getting your employee identification number and 501c3 tax determination, providing cooperative and service agreements and mandatory documents, one-on-one grant writing training and consultation, board and staff development, and more. Ms. Dozier's clients include the U.S. Departments of Health and Human Services, the Administration of Children and Youth, U.S. and Caddo Parish, Louisiana Departments of Education, and the list goes on. References are available. Check her out on our Facebook page, Integrity Consulting and Professional Services, LLC, and contact her by email at integrityconsultingpsllc at gmail.com. Rates are competitive. Say you heard about her on Sanity Check for a 5% discount. ICPS. Providing all of your small business and grant writing needs with integrity and professionalism. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sanity Check. And I'm here with Miss Camille, and she is wrapped up from the neck up. All right, she's getting it in. She's getting it in. And look, ladies and gentlemen, if you did love and appreciate the uh, the sponsorship and how that looks, make sure you hit us up on the, in the inbox, and you can let us know if you're interested in actually becoming a sponsor but um yes ladies and gentlemen we're talking about your mental health credit score and what it looks like okay and just recently before the break we talked about the things that can lower your mental health from little motivation insomnia uh emotional emotionally overwhelmed amplified anxiety exhaustion and being easily triggered All right. Those some things that can keep you running around the hundreds and two hundreds. You understand? But we're going to transition to what you can do to raise your credit score, because, you know, there's a lot of times individuals want to be in the not necessarily in the know, but they want to move like their, you know, like their credit score is on tip top. Right. But they didn't do the things that they needed to do to get there. Okay, so what we're going to do is talk about a couple of things, few things to help you get on that uh, on that road. The first thing, ladies and gentlemen, it might sound easy, but it's not. You ready? First one, learn to love yourself. One more time for those in the back of the ones that just might be waking up to the sanity check. Learn to love yourself. Okay, love to learn, learn to love 
yourself. And in order to do that, you have to be able, uh-oh, did I take you out, Camille? In order to do that, you have to be able to understand what you need to be lovable. Mm. Hopefully that makes sense to y'all, okay? Because you can't necessarily expect people to love you when you don't even know how to love you, okay? You see? Because if you think about it, love is an action. It's It's a verb, right? Some people think it's just an emotion. No, it takes work. But in order for you to love other individuals correctly, you have to learn how to love you correctly. What you think about that, Camille? I mean, that's the key. You know, we want people to love us, you know, a certain way when we don't even know how to love our own selves. You know, if we were, we wouldn't be so bankrupt of, you know, certain love or feelings or whatever the case is. They want somebody else to complete them, but they don't even know what the missing piece is. You know, they don't know how it fits into their life. And then when somebody comes with the tools that they say that they need, um, they don't even know how to accept it. Hey. Because it's a foreign thing to them. Yes. Because they have not practiced their own self-love. So they don't know what loving is really supposed to feel like. Um, and so it's, it's very, very important um, that we take care of self first. Again, we keep saying it and you go on planes and they'll tell you, you got to put your oxygen mask on first, you know, because if you don't, you'll be no good to nobody else. You know, it, that's just how it works. You have to love yourself. You have to uh, fill in the gaps so that you can articulate to somebody else exactly what you need and it's not a a guessing game and everybody's trying to figure it out well I thought you wanted this and then you figure out you don't want that and then you know it creates additional yeah uh, craziness yeah because you don't know you're not in tune with yourself and you don't know what you need but you want somebody else to know that Camille check this out check this out how about here it is I got some screws loose you understand I know that, ladies and gentlemen. That's one thing I know about myself. But this is the key. I cannot let one of my screws that's loose fall. Watch this. Fall. Hit the ground and go, uh, uh, you know, and, and leave. And then here you come into my life. And I'm expecting you not only to pick up my screw. Wait. Not only am I... I shouldn't expect you to pick up my screw that was loose before you came around. If I didn't even notice that it was gone, how can I explain to you where to put it? Wait, it's my screw. You did. And so I'm going to be mad because watch this. You don't know how to put my screw in. What? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, this is the sanity check. We checking each other. I'm checking myself. I need you to check yours, okay? So I have to love myself. Listen, I have to love myself enough to know that I have some loose screws and to go where I need to go to get them tightened up. You are not responsible for my loose screws. And if one fall out, I can't expect you to put it back. Come on now. 
And even if you decide that you want to put it back, at least I got to tell you where to put it. You know, you shouldn't have to look in a hundred places trying to figure out where this screw goes. But because we haven't taken the time to know what's missing in our lives, we don't even know where that thing should go or how it should fit or what size it needs to be. Because sometimes, you know, people, they'll, they'll love you. I ain't going to say love you too much. That's I'm, I'm just, if y'all understand what I'm trying to say. But, you know, they'll be like, okay, you wanted love and I'm loving you like you like oh too much or you know there's some people that's like okay well I thought love looked like this you like too little you know it's not the right fit but you haven't been able to 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 really fully understand what that fit looks like for you so it's hard for you to tell somebody else then you mad at them like you said because they didn't get it right but you don't even know what right looks like for you listen you know I love that I love that. That's the reason why I have a problem with uh, Goldilocks. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Goldilocks was out of line, not only was she going through somebody else's crib, okay, but she's trying everything. No, this is a little too soft. The beds. Y'all remember the beds, right? This is a little too soft. This one too hard, but this one is just right. Okay, then in the porch and the oatmeal or, or, or the cream of wheat, whatever you want to call it. Ah, this one too hot. This one too cold. This one just right. First of all, get out of people's houses, number one. Number two, you should know, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing it back to us. We should know what's just right for us because other individuals may be doing things that's natural for them. And if you're not able to communicate what you need, they're going to be going crazy trying to wait. Is this too hot, too cold? Listen, Daddy Bear knew he liked his bed hard. He liked his joint hot. You dig? He liked his chair the way it was supposed to be. You coming into his house, tell, ah, it's too hot. If you don't get, first of all, get out. All right. But if you want to be here, let's have this conversation. What do you like? Do you even know what you like? Do you even love yourself? Get out of here. That's so that's so true. I'd be like that. Seth, I used to be at work, you know, folks come in your office and they start, I'm like, get out. Get out. Get out. Right now. And he's like, did you get out? Like, this ain't yours. Don't come in here talking about because you don't even understand why we do this. You haven't took no observation period. No. You have not asked nobody, you know, what was the background behind it. You just come in here want to change stuff and it don't work for you. See. You know what I mean? And this ain't your house. Ain't your okay. house. Yeah, do, do, do that wherever, you know, you lay your head or wherever it's comfortable for you, wherever you can control that, do that there. But not in this house. Over, this is what works for us here. Hey, over there. Yeah. You see? Yes, no, yes. Now in relationships, we know that there's some, you know, getting to know each other, some compromise. But you should have a baseline, a starting point, because, you know, you guys both know what you like individually. So you have to find out what you like collectively or together. But it shouldn't be a whole, I mean, we go through it, y'all. You know, and I, I'm talking to myself, too. You know, I I go through it because I didn't know well before because I never took the time to figure out what I like. That's what I I'm saying. Kind of come on, y'all. But when I did that, man, I tell people, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And they be like, yeah, you was right. Like, like, what you see is what you get with me because I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable being who I am. I'm always one that I'm wanting to grow and learn and things like that. Yes. But the baseline, I got that. I know who I am. Yes. And I know that there's a big gap between where I'm at and where I want to go to. Mm-hmm. So I have some room mm-hmm. for some other things but i know what areas i have room for yes you know mm-hmm. and as as i you know my awareness 
continues to be opened mm-hmm. and in my knowledge base is broadened than some of those areas. But again, I know how to articulate that and that's because the key. I have something to measure it against now Yes, because I know where I was. I know what, what I needed. I know what I, I, I desire. I, you know, and I can, I can say that to somebody who comes in, but I, I'm pretty much, you know, a, I ain't going to say a plug and play, but when I say this is who I am, I just am who I am. That's because it. Because I, I took the time to know that. And that's key. So I can yes. Yes, you have to do that. You have to do that. You have to know who you are. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, I see you, G, what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about your mental health credit score. Where are you rolling at? Okay, where are you at? Are you in the wild, wild hundreds, right? Are you going up? Are you climbing? Are you in the fives? Not the best. Are you in the 730s, 750s and going for that eight? Wherever it is, you need to do your own analysis to, to double check. And when you know your credit score, you can pick up on other people's bad juju and know that you don't want to deal with folks that's going to bring your mental health credit score down. You dig? The next thing we're going to talk about as far as raising your mental health credit score is monitor negative self-talk. One more time. Monitor negative self-talk. Not to other people, ladies and gentlemen, but to yourself. Okay? Have you, when was the last time you told yourself? All right? We can be honest. When was the last time you told yourself, you know what? I'm pretty damn dope. Like, hey, you know what? I'm all right. You see? You ever, when was the last time you said, you know what? This shirt makes me look a little fluffy, but fluffy is in. You dig? So we have to be cognizant of the things that we say to ourselves, right? We have to be cognizant to to, to know what we're saying to ourselves because when we start, positive or negative, it's all energy. But when we say things that's negative to ourselves, we start to believe it as though it's fact. And then we start to communicate and regurgitate what we think about us and then we can project it to other people. Ah, see, y'all don't dig it, but you got you, you need to dig it. You know when individuals have a positive outlook because of how they feel around you. Okay, naturally. And I'm I'm not talking about politicking. You see what I'm saying? Just saying they oh, I like the way your hair look. You say in the back of your head, well, you know, it really don't look like nothing, but this is the nice thing to say. No, you know the difference, okay? Because you appreciate you if you appreciate your own beauty. You can appreciate beauty in other individuals naturally and authentically. What you think about that, Camille? I mean, that's good. And I heard another thing that said, you know, um, everything starts as a thought, right? So it starts in your mind. And then not only does it start in your mind, we're talking about, um, you know, how we accept or reject certain ideas or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, hold on. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. She kind of went on. She kind of logged off, y'all. She she on the phone, but uh, but yes, it's extremely key. It's extremely key to understand what you're saying to yourself okay. and what that can do to to Sorry. you know you and your other uh, your situation. Go ahead, Camille. So I was saying that not only do we think it, but we speak it, mm-hmm. and so we're actually hearing it twice. We're hearing it in our minds, and then we're hearing it out of our our mouth, our mouths. Mm-hmm. And so you know that thing that we hear. Um, 
it really does do something to us because we're saying it, not just here creating the thought in our mind, but again, we are listening to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we're hearing it twice That's right. and it reinforces whatever it is that we're hearing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that negative self-talk, it has to, it has to be eliminated because you're giving yourself a double whammy. You know, every time you speak something that's not, you know, a, a positive thought into your mind, it's a double whammy. Absolutely. You're Absolutely. creating it and then you're hearing it. You're speaking it and hearing it, almost a triple whammy. Mm-hmm. You know, what you say about yourself, you're hearing it two, three times. That's right. That's right. And so you have to really, really be cognizant of that. Be careful about what it is and, um, you know, make sure that what you feed yourself is going to be life sustaining. It's going to be positive. It's going to, to uh, you know, be encouraging and supporting, um, because we spend more time again with ourselves than we do anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's the things that we say to ourselves that have some of the greatest impact. Somebody might have said something once to us, but we might replay it five, six, ten, fifteen thousand times in our lifetime. That's right. So. Absolutely. And you're right. You're absolutely right. So, ladies and gentlemen, is the, monitor what you say to yourself. OK, you have to monitor it. The next thing to help in, uh, to help raise your mental health credit score is embrace your independence. One more time. Embrace your independence. Check this out, y'all. It's it's healthy to have a life that doesn't revolve around your partner. You right. You it, it's okay. It's okay. Independence. This is one doctor that said independence and doing your own thing can help you avoid unnecessary unnecessary stress in your relationship, especially when you need extra support because of your mental health. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm trying to say. Hopefully, you can pick up what I'm putting down. We have individuals in our life that are there for a season, reason, lifetime. You heard that right? But ultimately. We have to understand that no matter where you go, you're going to be there. You understand? So you have to be able to, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you have to be able to enjoy your own company. Okay. And be the master of your environment and your decisions. You see, because by doing things yourself, you are able to look at things holistically yourself holistically and not say or not to project, hey, I can't do this because this person is doing that. Or I really want to do A, B, C and D, but this person isn't is preventing me from doing that. You have to be able to embrace your own individual power that does not revolve around someone else. If it is. Ask yourself, am I afraid? Do I not believe in my own abilities? Okay. Do I, or am I not receiving the right information? And where do I go to get the right information? And going back to what we talked about earlier, what are the right questions? And who are the right people to ask the right questions, right? Because you can have the right questions, but you're talking to the wrong person. You see, so you have to take time to with yourself to understand the difference. What you think? Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, you said something again that always triggers, you know, something. But, you know, when we have something come to us, typically we have everything that we need to carry it out. 
but there's a gap between knowing and doing. You know, I know this is what I want to do. Do I have all the resources that I need? Do I have the knowledge that I need? Do I know where to get it? You know, and then there's that motivation factor that comes behind as well. It says, okay, am I willing to put in the effort that it takes to get there and not blaming certain things on other people? We do understand that there are obstacles and there are roadblocks that get in the way, but you know, what are you willing to give up to go up or how hard are you willing to push to get what it is that you want, you know? And so not letting those things get in the way of you and, and again, taking personal responsibility for, um, you know, where you are and where you want to be is so key. It's so key. You have to say, okay, because there are things I want to be in certain places, but I'm not there. Why am I not there? Am I not dedicating? You know, I know how, like I said, I'm resourceful. I know how to get the information. Am I going to seek the information? How much time am I spending in doing, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not there, then, Typically, I got to look at myself and say, okay, have I done everything that I can? And 99.999% of the time, the answer is no. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. They're doing it in the same niche. If they're in the same, whatever the case may be, there's always room. Always. If you have an idea, God has given you a gift, you have, you know, talent or whatever, there is always room at the table. Always. And again, we always say, if the table ain't big enough, Build another one. That's it. Put an extension on it. Mm-hmm. Build your own table. Mm-hmm. Go into a, a bigger room. Maybe you need a banquet hall now instead of just in somebody's kitchen table. That's true. So, you know, there are options out there. There are resources, but we can't let all of those other things that we can't control, you know, dictate whatever. You know, we want to blame it on that, I want to say. That Absolutely. Taking personal responsibility mm-hmm. instead of looking at us and saying, what, what are we doing or not doing? And you know, absolutely. And you said something too that I want people to understand. When you are able to take the time with yourself to understand your value, and you you realize, hey, you don't have to go to everybody's table, right? You can create your own, but then what happens is individuals that want a seat at your table, they feel more inclined to bring something. Mm. Check it out. That's a word for whoever's listening. Check this out. You may have something very, very beneficial. You may have a product. You may have a service. You may have an idea, whatever the case it is. But when you understand you and you raise your standard, the individuals that in that comes into your universe are now able to bring something, not take something away. It's a difference, y'all. It's a difference because they see value in your intellectual property, you see, and they see where you're going and they want to help. The right people will come into your life for the right reasons. And then since you have taken time with yourself, you understand when you have those emotional vampires, they just want to come around and just suck up all your good juices, right? And look, they don't got nothing to bring to your crib. Don't you hate when people, and this is back in the day when COVID went around, when people, you say, hey, I'm having a cookout, right? Having a little get together. They come on over. The only thing they bring is Tupperware. You understand? They bring a Tupperware because they come to, t- hey, they ain't bringing nothing to the, to, to, to the jamboree. You see what I'm saying? They All they bringing is their appetite. You feel me? But it's different when individuals say, you know what? 
I know this person spent all this time, money, and energy creating this for us. Let me contribute by at least bringing plastic wrap. You see, let me bring some 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 pot or or some juicy juice. You see, so that's what individuals do when you raise your level of standard. Then those individuals will fill away. When they come in empty-handed. Empty-handed. Mm-hmm. So you took the words literally right out of my mouth. I was literally going to use that same analogy. You know, it used to be back in the day. Yeah, we we know Mama on here about this Tupperware. We know a few, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but um, literally the same thing. I remember there was a time when I I used to love entertaining people. You know, you have people that want to come over and they want to take everything. They they come empty handed, but they leave with bags full. Bags you full, know, like like they came to your house, like they came to your house to go shopping. To go shopping, <laughs> and it's real talk, right? So then, when things start changing, my circle start changing. I'll just say like a wine and cheese party, right? So I did a couple wine and cheese parties. Everybody comes, it's like don't worry about it or whatever we have, you know, plates of meat, fruits, whatever it was. I would go all out. Then it started coming to the point where the circle was changing and the people that came, they always brought something. So I always, when they left, I had more than what I ever started with. See? Because they made more deposits than they ever did with With the draw. Everybody walked away with something. And so I said all that to say, even though that's in the natural, we talk about wine and cheese parties, you know, you know that you're around good people when they leave you in a better place than when they encountered you when they've made good deposits in your life, when they don't come empty handed or they're not the first one to leave out of the house because they don't want to clean up the mess after everybody else <laughs> Listen, no, everybody no. leaves until the house is clean. And that would be the case with my friends. They would literally like, Nope, clean up my kitchen. We sweeping and mopping, vacuuming clean. And I'm like, y'all know y'all don't have to do it. Cause I'm gonna do it anyway. They're like, Oh no, we come over here and it wasn't like this when we got here. And then I start saying, you know what? That's when, you know, you got really good people in your life. See, you know what I'm saying? When they always come and they leave things better yes. than when they encountered you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. And it's, it's things to recognize when you're able to take time by yourself you understand your level of quality and what mess you not going to take. And individuals would know how to approach you. And then another thing, like you said, realize when individuals leave your situation or not your situation, but with your, uh, your, your environment, are they leaving with something? Did they give something? Are you leaving a situation better than the way you left it? So that's a good word. So, ladies and gentlemen, the last one, okay, the last one we're going to talk about, and this is deep, this is deep, is finding a good support system. Now, understand this. I want you guys to, to, to kind of uh, 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 to, to, to dig this and understand what I'm saying. Your partner, whoever it is, all right, it could be significant other, it can be your your, your wife, husband, whatever the case it is. Your partner uh, may be great, uh, you know, be, being, being a great uh, uh, person, you understand? But not everyone is a, you know, there for support. This is what I'm saying. Support a supportive person, and they may be a supportive person, but they're you know they shouldn't be your only mode of or of support. All right, so like let's say for example, I have you know let's say certain levels of anxiety, okay, and I I don't want to put 
this emotion onto my significant other. It's my responsibility to get the right support system to help me, right? So it's like maybe a group, right? Uh, um, uh, uh, first of all, therapy, I am a huge a huge supporter of getting therapy, right? You get a therapist, excuse me. You, you, you talk to individuals that understand what you're going through to help each other out because your significant other is your significant other in a certain category, but we cannot put individuals in certain situations that they're not equipped to mentally, mentally hold on to, right? Or to mentally... Uh, digest. So it's our responsibility. If we want to raise our mental health credit score, we have to do the correct things to get there. Okay. But by uh, assigning someone else the responsibility to help you out, especially when they, when they credit scores already, they working on theirs. Come on now. Look, you might be in the five hundreds and they still in the threes and you expecting them to help you get together. What? Hey, and then they expecting you to help them get together. See, so you need to be able not only to spend time with yourself, but know who to use as a support system, because not everybody is the best support. What you think? Absolutely. And then the other thing is that, you know, allowing people to help, which we talk about a lot, you know, it's hard for me sometimes to allow people to help. I'm used to being very independent, but somebody said something I was on a, uh, listening to a call today. And it was like, when you do that and somebody's offering your help that you know you need, you don't take it. You're robbing them of their opportunity to be a blessing and to operate in their own gift. Um, and so when we do that, knowing that we need help, sometimes you just have to say, okay, Thank you. You know, yeah, just a simple thank you or yes. Or, you know, when they give you reach out, somebody that normally would reaches out and gives you their phone number and says, call me if you need anything. You over here hungry, you know, and, and can't get up and get around and do nothing. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm going to sip on this uh, water I got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, allow them to, to just be a help uh, if it's a little help. Again, because it's not just about you in that situation. I think we forget about the other people. And I used to always post, it's a blessing to be a blessing. And you can see the ripple effect of help, you know, just going through the drive-through. We used to do it all the time, you know, pay for somebody's meal. And you can sit and watch and see how many meals have been paid forward. Didn't matter how much they were or how little, that next person would pay that $40 bill when their bill was only a dollar and some change. You know, I've been that person or in the grocery store it's happened or somebody else reaching out and helping and then you get all these people and it gives them the opportunity to, to operate in their gifts and it, it and it allows them to, to live a more meaningful and fulfilling life as well. That's right. You know, we have to accept the help sometimes. And again, a great support system is important and people that know you so that like you know when you're in pain i don't have to explain the type of help that i need they know who how who i am and and, and what these groans and moans mean and, and they come in here with the right pillow or the drink or the whatever it is to help me out and i don't have to do a whole lot because they've taken the time to get to know me and they they provide the right support that's the so key. That's, that's important yes. as well. You know, it's not enough just to have anybody around that could just do some things, but you need some people that, that know you enough 
that they can say, oh, I, I can see what that means. Or I, she don't have to do it. I don't say nothing. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Go oh, get this water. I see you about to choke. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and that's the deal. That's the thing. And so, and that's the deal. So individuals have to be able to know you. But what we also have to do, ladies and gentlemen, especially if we want that type of support, we have to be transparent to let those individuals know, hey, this is who I am. Now, if they want to help you, help you, let them. What we cannot do is expect our mental health credit to increase when we are expecting individuals to do something that they don't know you want them to do. You understand? Because now you go back into anxiety and start to worry and then you get out of your mental health status and, and increasing that. And now you're judging. You're using pride. You don't want to be open enough to say what you need, but you expect people to read your mind and say, hey, you should be able to fix this because you can, you know, I miss it or I don't have it. How do I know that what you don't have is a choice? I don't know, because guess what? I might not have it and it's OK with me. You get what I'm saying? Let's say, for example, you don't have uh, seasoning salt because you're hungry, but you want to put seasoning salt on your stuff. And I know I don't know that you don't like seasoning salt because I don't like seasoning salt. Right. So I'm sitting here eating good and you mad at me because you expect me to know that you want some Larry's on your chicken. You see, that's a problem, ladies and gentlemen. That is a problem. So in order to have a good support system, be honest and say, hey. I am struggling with this. I'm working on that, but be my help. If you see me, right, kind of tip off or whatever, you don't got to tell me if you do it, I'll let you handle it. You know what I mean? And there's no little or big, uh, uh, I guess, gauge to help out. Anything is helpful, but we have to be able to put that out there, not to assume that everybody's going to pick up what we uh, mentally put down. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is um, having those, again, those right folks. And you have to be transparent. And that's why it's important for people to know who you are, you know, that you can talk to and be honest with and say, this is what I need. And, and you know that those people are going to, to do those things. Um, but you have to you have to say what you need. People are not mind readers. And then we get upset about it because, you know, they haven't read or they read wrong or something where we haven't taken the time to fully explain. And so we have to be cognizant of that as well. Did I tell this person? Was I clear about it? You know, did they they receive the message as intended? Because it's not always that we're not clear, but we have to make sure that they receive it in a clear manner that they can act on and in the way that we need them to to act or respond or whatever. Thank you for your help, because we all know that all help ain't good help, even when it's you know, they're trying to be helpful. <laughs> it ain't always good. Mm-hmm. So you have to be transparent. And you, um, yes, and you have so to. Know to help you. Yes. So. Yes. And you said you said something. I have to be honest with myself, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know me, understand that I love to help people. I really do. However, what I don't do, what I don't do is sit around and and d- deal with what. I didn't help right in. So this what is what I mean. If I'm coming to help you on out, boom, coming to help you out and I'm out. I'm not going to sit there and let you tell me how my efforts wasn't right. 
What? Do you understand? I did not have to do nothing. You understand? It cost me time. And if anybody understands and know me, time to me is everything. So if I took any amount of time to do something without looking for nothing back, what I'm not going to do is spend time listening to you complain about what I did that I didn't have to do. You see? So when you do have the right support system, let them support you. And if you don't need it, cool. If you do need it, cool. But don't make a person feel guilty for not helping right or even trying. Like, uh, you know what I said? I was hungry, but uh, you got white bread instead of wheat bread. If you don't shut up, just shut it on up. Now, what you did was now you lost a support system because now I feel a certain way. I'm not going to be as inclined to support you in your efforts. You see? Yes. That's why the communication needs to be clear. Yes. You know, because you want people to help and you don't want their, their efforts to be futile. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to waste any time or energy, you know, thinking that they're helping when they're actually hurting. If I'm allergic to pork, don't bring me bacon. You know what I mean? Like, I, then I have a problem. Like, now you're trying to kill me. See? But did I tell you that I was allergic to pork? I don't know. Or if I'm, you know, need a gluten-free diet and you didn't get me gluten-free bread. Then that's not really on them. That's on you. And now they're feeling like, you know, they're not uh, being uh, their time isn't respected or that you're not grateful for the things that they're trying to do. And it may not be the case. It's just a miscommunication or no communication at all. At all. So, you know, when help is it's great to have help. But when people ask you, what is it that you want? Tell them specifically. Don't leave it to their devices and then get mad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I tell you, oh, no, just bring me anything. I don't care any kind of soup. And you bring me tomato soup and I don't like tomato soup. That's my fault. That's not your fault. You did exactly what you asked or what I asked you to do. Um, I wasn't specific enough. You know, I love tomato soup, though. Y'all tomato basil is my favorite. Y'all, but, um, hey, y'all, <laughs> listen, y'all go and get Camille some tomato soup. You understand? Go on and give some. You see what she did, right? So go ahead. Go go to Grubhub and, and say, hey, go. go. No, no. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get you some because it's something wrong with your neck and we need to help make sure it get right. Yeah, that's about all I can swallow. That, that's, I can't swallow nothing whole still. So. I feel you. But no, great point. Anyway. Great point. Great point. But no, it, it makes sense. We have to be able to do that. And ladies and gentlemen, I know we're getting ready to uh, log off in a few, but I want you guys to put in the chat, what do you think your mental health credit score is from zero to 850? All right. And then after you put that number, ask yourself or put in there, yes, you're going to do something about it. Wherever it is, are you going to do something to raise it? Are you going to do something to uh, uh, keep it where it is to, to maintain it? Right. Or do do it need to be raised? But what do you think your mental health credit score is? But Camille, I want to give you time to uh, get your last points out there before we wrap it up. Well, I just want to say, as we went through all of these things, you know, mental health is so much more than just a mental state. Um, if your body's not right, your physical is not right. You know, uh, it affects your mental. If you don't have enough water in your body, it affects your mental state. Um, if you don't have the right people around you, it affects your mental state. If your perspective isn't, uh, you know, in a positive manner, it affects your mental state. So there are so many things that encompass the mental state that are not necessarily mental um, in and of themselves, but you have to be aware of those things, you know, giving yourself uh, what you need uh, first so that you know how to ask other people. And so um, 
take stock if you haven't thought about it before. I'm asking you guys to think about it today. Where is your mental health score? And I also want to say, take this time too, just to say thank you guys mm -hmm. for all of the support. I am in pain, y'all. I'm just not moving much at all. Um, and uh, but I thank you for all of the the prayers, the calls, the texts, the messages, everything. Um, it's a little worse than I had anticipated. Didn't know what to expect, but y'all keep praying. I appreciate you. I need every single one of them, um, and I'm accepting this help right now. All right, <laughs> so I just want to tell y'all that. But thank you so much for still showing up um, and supporting us every week. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And so everybody, whatever your credit score, your mental health credit score, do what you have to do. Do what you have to do to get it up. Look, let me say 750. Yes, probably because I'm alone or 70% of the week. Yes, and I work on bettering my relationship with friends. Yes, you have to. Friends and family. We have to do that. We have to hold ourselves accountable. But what we can't do is say our credit score is low because of someone else. This is the sanity check, ladies and gentlemen. This is your sanity yours you understand and so whatever it is that you want to do whatever it is that you want to accomplish you ultimately have the choice to do it so i do want to say thank you all for tuning in hopefully you got something from this and make sure you share this information while you can because it's going to disappear in about 24 hours but you can always catch it on roku or amazon fire tv look for lions pride network okay lions pride network and you can catch up on everything even with camille without her neck brace on but it's always some good information on there so you guys have a great 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 saturday and get ready for the spring because it is coming okay it is coming coming soon so we want to thank you all for watching and we will see you next week right on I tell you.